Hey everyone, welcome to Current Events, the podcast about what two random guys are watching on television now. And at the moment, that happens to be Star Trek Discovery Season 1 and tonight, Episode 2. Yes. Uh, joining me is uh, my good friend Mike Slocum. Say hi, Mike. Hi, everybody. And I'm Jake McMillan. Let's just jump right into this exciting episode of star trek and this is <laughs> nothing like the star trek your father knew or... <laughs> no nothing at all <laughs> battle um, the Dis- discovery battle at the binary stars this had a yeah. uh, 7.4 uh, imdb rating by the way oh that's that's good yes. even for star trek yep yep so escaping from the brig while the ship is under attack burnham joins the captain in an audacious plan to end a battle rapidly escalating into war that is quite the summary. <laughs> That's like the last five minutes of the episode. <laughs> yes. We take what we can get. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So uh, this is this this just got right to it. We you oh, know yeah. we left off last week with uh, the Klingon ships warping, uh, dropping out of warp. Uh, yeah. Belay that order line. and zoop 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 zoop. Klingons yep. arrive. It was like yeah. It uh, things were things was a very fluid situation as we say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole thing was really. Um, so yeah. So uh, they're in a battle line of twenty four. Uh, birds of prey uh, with uh, one very small looking old uh, refurbished uh, federation ship yeah the shingzu yes. and uh, it does not look good but they don't really do anything right away because um, because they have to have a flashback first <laughs> right, well, of course you could this this is modern television you've yes. got to have a flashback, flashback. yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, as we'll find out in a minute, the Klingons are too busy arguing amongst themselves to take advantage of the situation. Yes. So, yeah, so we do. We cut um, to uh, the first time that uh, Michael was presented to Captain Georgiou uh, on the Shinzu by Sarek. Yep. And she's an obnoxious brat. Oh, yeah. Uh, I felt sort of like um, dropping your kid off at boarding school here. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> With that last line of behave yes exactly (laughs) yeah so anyway um she's uh it turns out we we find out as they kind of have their discussion that that part of this is not just her vulcan bluntness it's also that she had her uh heart set on joining the vulcan expeditionary force yes and was uh, instead assigned to starfleet yes but yeah she's definitely got quite the attitude um so it's a yeah, it's an interest. It's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting start off. You know, I would think that the captain would have shut her down a little more. But you know, but that's how it goes. She's, uh, it, it's interesting because it does parallel a little bit of the 2009 reboot Spock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Uh, it really wasn't until his he got his uh, human side ire up that yes. he decided to join Starfleet basically yeah. as a big middle finger to the the ruling class on Vulcan right? <laughs> yep. yep that's right yeah, yeah. exactly so so, uh, so Sarek seems to have a uh, have a soft spot for humans he married one he raised yep. a half human child and then he picked up uh, Michael Burnham and uh, raised her as his ward mm-hmm. the word yep. that always reminds me of Batman yes yes exactly yeah so yeah so they they end up she and uh, captain georgiou have a bit of a tense well it's really tense on michael's side yeah georgiou is being extremely nice and and michael is being like uh um what's his name um 
from the Big Bang Theory, Sheldon. Sheldon, from the yes. Big Bang Theory, right? a petulant teenager, kind <laughs> exactly. of exactly. And you know, even his uh, his uh, her father has to remind her that uh, diplomatic um, rituals need to be observed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> diplomatic niceties. Yes. Yes. So yeah, so. Uh, so they so so they kind of end up uh, on a good note. They both uh, have read each other's resumes and realize that they are both uh, very qualified and excited mm-hmm. to work together. And then we cut back to the present. Yes, twenty four ships, same high co- same high council, and uh, Burnham has been relieved and sent to the brig. Well, actually, at this What's point, like, you know, this we, we have yeah. to have the argument with the Klingons, basically. So, oh, that's uh, true. Yes. Right, Takuvma has basically, from what I can tell, Takuvma is like the twenty fourth or the twenty fifth house. Yes, yes. And his house fell into disarray when he was a child. And he, his whole mission with this is to reunite, not really reunite the Klingon Empire, but reunite the Klingon Empire behind his house. Yes, right? um, in a very, in a very <laughs> fanatical way. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's very much the. Uh, we are going to remain pure. We are going to, um, you know, rekindle the race. We are going to unify behind me, um, because I'm the one who uh, clearly Kalos has uh, anointed as his. You know, um, yeah, that always seems to be the way with cult leaders, right? Yes. It's not just important that we unite. It's we. It's important we unite behind me. Yeah, because <laughs> I know what I know what to right. do. And yeah. he's definitely the head of a death cult here. I mean, oh, these. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing is just about um, well, it's very familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, outsiders are bad. Impurity yeah. is bad. We're weakening our race, and all this. Yeah. And we've all impure. we've heard it before and quite recently. Yeah. So. Yep. But uh, yeah, and then there comes the great line: is like, you know, here it comes. Don't believe the lie, and and then um, the captain issues it. We come in peace. Oh right, right. Which just yeah. pisses the Klingons off. Something yeah. fierce. It's you know. Well, it's interesting to me that they would even bother saying that, or that they would say that, because they've been uh, sort of at each other's throats for a hundred years. Yeah. And they know the Klingon society well enough to know that they are not a peace-seeking society, right? Yeah. That they that they need to be dealt with differently than they deal with other. And so, yeah, you know. Throwing that line around seemed a little bit unbelievable to me. That would just not happen. Yeah. Well, it, it is the case that they haven't had much contact with the Klingons over those hundred years because they've been fighting amongst themselves. Burnham, that's why Burnham had to go and ask uh, Sarek, how did you deal with these people? Because Starfleet doesn't seem to have a very cohesive policy um, much like other <laughs> certain institutions today, about right. how to deal with foreign countries. Um. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for me, the 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 Vulcans are a very prominent race within the Federation. Yeah, and they have a tremendous amount of experience. Someone would have told them by now that this is a warlike society, and you don't bring them roses. Yeah. you know, yep. you fire a shot across their bow. Yes, so. Anyway, but so he does. He says the faded line, and uh, everybody erupts, and then uh, yeah, or she says it, and mm-hmm. Takuvma is is telling his people after she says this. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, they're saying to her, they're saying to him, this is not a threat. It's one little ship, yeah. right? And he's and then at, with perfect timing, the the Federation, the Starfleet. Uh, 
armada drops out of a, out, out of a warp. Right? Yes, yes. And so all of a sudden now you've got that situation where you've got a hundred people with guns pointing them at each other, mm-hmm. and everyone's just waiting for someone to pull the trigger. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and and um, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Takuma. Takuma. Takuma decides he's going to be the one. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. And of course, he's in a better position than Michael because he doesn't. There, there are no formal restraints against him doing this. Yes. Yep. Right. Whereas with Michael, she's had to do all kinds of stuff to try to to use the uh, the Vulcan hello. Right. Yep. Um, and it's really too late now. There are twenty four. Uh, house ships, uh, warbirds, uh, I mean, uh, birds of prey, yep. and they're outgunned. And then, you know, and also, well, we'll get to that in a minute, but, you know, the, the Starfleet is not really a war power. Yep. You know, it is, but it, that's not its primary directive. Its primary directive is they're explorers, right? Yes, they, we, and we get this from uh, Burnham sitting in the brig, and um, mm-hmm. uh, a crewman comes in, sort of Connor. lost and dazed, and it's like, why are we fighting? We're explorers, not warriors. Um, right. And uh, just to emphasize that point. Yeah, so they, they ship uh, Burnham off to the brig for all sorts of things, mm-hmm. uh, all of which she did. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so it's not like they're trumping up charges. You know, no. she she did everything, and it was, it was a, yeah, a little bit... It was difficult for me to believe that a Vulcan-trained uh, person would would act so desperately, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and get, let her emotions get, get the better of her. Yep. But we'll get, we'll get, we'll talk more we'll about there. that yep. in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, so Connor, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 they, they're under attack. Um, Connor, uh, who is the, not the helmsman, but the, um, I don't know, he's at one of the desks that explodes, yep. he gets hurt and he goes back to, um, to a sick bay, but he wanders. He's stunned. He wanders yes. into brig instead, and he talks to to Michael, saying, "You should be on the bridge. We're at war. Why are yep. we fighting? Yep. We're not soldiers. We're explorers." Yep. And then they blow open the the wall, and yep. he gets and sucked out, out. Yep. and finds out that it, a lot of times it's not your choice to be a soldier or not. Yep, yep. And then uh, then we get another flashback um, to when Burnham lost her family, um, and uh, uh, um, Sarek. Uh, Sarek uh, basically. Um, mind melded with her uh, and um, uh, apparently created a bond um, left some of his katra with her uh, so that he can contact her even over these long distances um, mm-hmm. just to you know to basically help her deal with this situation um, it wasn't a very long flashback but it uh, it certainly um, you know made this this bonding sort of more apparent uh, and then, then we jump back into it. Unless you want to say anything else about that, we jump back into the brig with uh, Burnham. Um. No, uh, just that, uh, you know, the, the, the concept of the Katra seems new, but I didn't read any of the, the novels, so I don't know if they brought oh, that up before. So that was, the, if you remember the, um, the, if you saw any of the Star Trek movies, um, the, when Spock first died in uh, The Wrath of Khan, uh-huh. he, um, he wanted to transfer his Katra to Kirk, but he couldn't because there was a wall between them, and he was dying. Oh, okay. But he see. had put it in bones instead, um, uh, and uh, they flash back to that, and that's how he recovered. That's how after he got regrown, they put the katra back in him. Um, okay, and, <laughs> that's a stretch. <laughs> it was a stretch, but you know, I did see Wrath of Khan. I did see this, this the the search for Spock. Yes, which was I guess the next one. Yep. And then I saw the one where they went looking for whales, and I was done. 
yeah at that point i thought that was the dumbest film i'd ever seen so <laughs> um so anyway yeah uh yeah so um he now has this connection, which is very convenient for the writers because anytime they need Sarek's input, yep. all she's got to do is close her eyes, you yep. know, yeah. or or be in some sort of mm-hmm. some some sort of need. Yeah. Anyway, yes. it's important to say here too that she's only being kept alive by the force field that is her jail. Yes, and that is, is that is an awesome an awesome effect. Um, yes, you know she's sitting there and there's just the force field keeping the air in. Uh, and the rest is exposed to space, and that was a nice little visual. It's like, okay. yeah, when they backed out, and yeah. you could see the sides of the Shenzhou were just wide open in, in some yep. areas, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so uh, at this point too, there's a there's a little bit of ominous message comes over the PA, which is that shields are so low, the power is being diverted yes. from her containment field, <laughs> <laughs> so she's got limited time anyway. Yep. Um, so they, but anyway, so they, uh, he, he talks to her uh, over the uh, the mind meld, and yes. and uh, and he he does something that I've always found just a real conundrum for me, and because this is a trope, you know, and this mm-hmm. happens a lot, and that is that the protagonist at the beginning of a story or the middle of a story or at the beginning of the third act screws up so bad, mm-hmm. right, that you just think, well, man, what an idiot, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is the end for this guy, right? And then the, his mentor comes around and says, you're brave, you're strong, I, you can do this. Yeah. And I'm always like, according to what evidence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yep. she just screwed up so bad, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, now there is some question here, and I've kind of wanted your, your opinion on this too, is if she had been allowed to fire on that ship, mm-hmm. do you think this would have turned out any differently? I, I suspect not simply because the Takuvma was so bad. He would have just taken that as, as you know, the lie. We come in mm-hmm. peace now is exposed as false, as opposed to here he sort of forced it um, in this right. situation. But if they had fired first, Takuvma would have gone. Yeah, look, they say they come in peace. We've all heard them say it. But look at this. They just shot at us now. Um, because the houses would have still shown up, and I think that right. they would have discovered, oh, there's one of ours under attack by a Starfleet. You know, they would have they would have leapt in probably anyway. They so, would have shown up in the middle of of battle between yeah. two start between two uh, ships, right? Yep. Between Takuma's ship and the Shinzu. Yeah. And what would you do if you came upon one of your friends being beaten up, right? Yeah. You would jump in and start helping, and you wouldn't even ask him. Say, how did this start? start. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who fired <Right>. first? <laughs> yeah, that, you, that's <laughs> what you ask punch. later at the pub. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did I screw so, up helping you or yeah. what? Yeah, but, so um, what the hell was going on back there, man? He said, yeah. oh, man, I, I slapped that guy's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I was on the wrong side of that fight. Yeah, but yeah. Um, not so, so much here. So, yeah. So, think- yeah, and the other thing that I, I was thinking, too, was that one of the things that Sarek made clear when he talked about the Vulcan hello was that this was a process mm-hmm. that lasted over many, many times. They lost a lot of ships. Yeah. Right? Uh, it became a sort of a war of attrition. Uh, so it's not like something that's going to work this time, the yes. first time. We're just going to start shooting, and that's going to solve the problem, right? Yep. Yep. But yeah. So was, I, don't, I don't think that she I, – I, yeah, so in other words, that's an even worse screw-up, right? Mm-hmm. There really – this would not have turned out well yeah. if she had been allowed to do it, which means that she sacrificed her career for nothing. Yes, pretty much, yep. Yeah. 
But Sarek, you know, he's it, he some interesting comments there. Um, you know, she she whines that she couldn't get the captain to fire first. Sarah goes, you know, death and destruction raining down on Starfleet's probably to be expected um, because they're just, they're not acting uh, completely sane here. You know, it's like peace isn't always the answer in the face of, of fanatics who don't care. Um, right, yeah, peace isn't <clears throat> always an option. Yeah, but Starfleet has that, we will do that forever um, because right will always triumph. Yeah, and we're gonna see, we're gonna see a huge example of that in a minute. Yep, yep. All right. Um, so, uh, but anyway, and um, and then yeah, you got the little the little pep talk. It's like I didn't want to waste valuable resources, so you know, go find a way to help. Um, that was. <laughs> it seems like that was a lot. That cost a lot to him. Yeah. To to do that to just that to just yep. give a little motivational speech. Hey, Tiger, go yeah. out there and get him. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, I, it was a little bit overwritten, I thought, this, this, this episode, but there was a lot of really good to it, so yes, it, you know, yep. it kind of balanced out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so, then we're back to the raging battle. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Now, at this point, all of the Federation ships are involved, and, and it's an actual shoot 'em up at this yes. point, right? Yep. And that's really cool. They did yeah. a great job with this. this yeah. I love seeing the full power of a starship you know, in in use because, you know, I grew up watching basically a red line stretch across the screen and something shake. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, seeing what this would really look like is just amazing. Yeah, they're they're, they're getting blasted and, you know, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, the shields, you know, are protecting everything. There's chunks getting taken out of people's, people's ships. Um, right. And uh, you know, fortunately, they have force field to keep to keep in their atmosphere. Yeah, they. Ha- I didn't even know that too. That's that may be new, but in any case, yeah, there's a sort of a, a subcutaneous force field that comes into play whenever the a part of the the outside is open to, to space, right, to the skin. Yep. You know. Yeah, and, we uh, saw that Shenzhou got hit on the bridge, and um, you know, the field comes up to keep in the air. They almost get mm-hmm. sucked out, and then. Um, yeah, and Connor yeah. did get sucked out. Yeah, but before. And in fact, yeah. yeah, in fact, there's so much damage to the to the the level that the bridge the brig is on mm-hmm. that the the only containment field is is the one holding her in the cell. Yes, yeah. The rest of it, and we we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Later yeah, a little too. bit later. But yeah, so the battle's raging. Um, the uh, the um, Shenzhou goes adrift and it's heading into a debris field to you know the the uh, ubiquitous too dense asteroid field. Um, <laughs> well, about- you know, I, I thought about that too because in this case, what they're calling that debris field is a planetoid or planet that was broken up by the dual the binary star. Yeah. So yeah. that could be debris in a ring, essentially traveling in a gravitational loop. Yep. Or that, or or in some Lagrangian point, so it's all clumped together. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So the, in this case, it's not a it's not an asteroid field. You know, it's yeah. it's an actual debris field. So, yep. Yep. yeah. So anyway, but they're drifting into it, and things do not look good. good. No. And then. Suddenly, at the last second, rescue by Europa! Tractor beams zoom in and and uh, haul them out. The admiral has say, arrived. I, yeah, and I have to say that the first uh, in the first episode when they this guy was on screen, I was like, 
this guy always plays a fatuous asshole. Yes. <laughs> right? So I know that this guy is a bureaucratic nincompoop, you know, who's probably never seen battle, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, something's going to go wrong because of that. And sure enough, the next episode, he arrives and makes a deal with a Klingon for yes. peace. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, you know, yeah. Admiral arrives. We're going we're gonna to have peace. We're gonna, we need to talk. We need to stand down. And to oh, coop. and then he says something I would have shot him for which was the if we're fighting we're not talking, talking you yes. know it's like oh jesus <laughs> yeah and then takuma great line prepare to receive my envoy <laughs> <laughs> this is how we talk this is exactly. how we talk yeah and the invis so, and he he turns on his uh invisibility cloak and goes and like basically this is reminded me of an old um like a Roman uh, ramming prow, battering ship. Battering yeah, that's what ship. I thought too. But it was it was it? It wasn't his ship, was it? It was the it was the artifact, wasn't it? Well, yeah, his his yeah, the artifact. That's because his, his ship. It actually, I was confused, but his ship is actually a bird of prey. Yeah, it's well, as we it looks, will see in a minute. It's kind of a, a weird looking bird of prey, like an yeah. older one or something. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, but the, the artifact is a separate structure, and yeah. that thing apparently was under was under power and used its wedge in yes. front to just gr- you know cut the Europa in half. pretty much almost in half. Yeah, it was mm. it was amazing. Like this invisible ship suddenly appeared. <laughs> and tearing the Europa to pieces. Um, yeah, and uh, in a minute, uh, the uh, the Captain Georgiou is going to quote Sun Tzu, mm-hmm. right? And I, when this minute I heard that, I thought of the Admiral accepting this guy's envoy, like, like, do you not know anything about war? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> how did you get to be an Admiral? But I was in the military, and I can tell you there were a lot of non-warriors in uniform. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I, I thought you know I found it interesting that okay, the Europa decides to self-destruct. They they blow their antimatter, and it doesn't even hardly scratch this Klingon ship. It's you know it's still moving. It's still taking you know. Yeah, I think that, damage. but I felt like that 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 halted the attack. Could be. Yeah. It could. Yeah. Be. I mean, at this point, because at this point, the 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 Starfleet ships are dropping out. They're mm-hmm. they're they're heading out. The ones that can leave. Yep. Uh, and uh, the Shenzhou is uh, basically drifting into this debris field. Mm-hmm. You know, or actually, has been pulled out at this yep. point. But it's still drifting. They can't do anything. Yes. They can't are. fight. And this is the point in which, which they start talking about Sun Tzu, where he says, uh, where Sun Tzu says. Um, you know, war is about deception. If you yes. can attack, look like you don't. And if yeah. you can't attack, look like you can. Yeah, yep. And so they're so, trying to figure out why, you know, what what are they going to do to fight back if they're just yep. dra- drifting there? Yeah, we get a, we get a great line. Um, uh, the Basically, the um, this is where Takuma goes, uh, basically. The reason you're alive is so that you can declare far and wide that the Klingon race fights unified now um, and that they follow Takuma. Yeah, this is the this is the leave one alive principle, right? Yes. To spread your your the wake of your terror. Yes. Yep. And uh, the rest of the Klingons leave. Yeah, they take off, and you know, actually, it turns out Takuvma leaving them uh, alive is uh, is was a, was a terrible mistake that cost yes. him his life. Yes. Yep. Yeah. We find <laughs> so that's that, nice. Right? Yeah, we find a little. But yeah, so now we get this great scene with Burnham um, back uh, back in the brig, trying to reason with the computer. 
Yes. <laughs> Hal, Hal, you can't do that. Hal, you need have to open you, the pod bay doors, Hal. <laughs> have you ever seen Dark Star? Yes. Yes. That's what it reminded me of, was that they're trying to talk that bomb out of exploding. <laughs> yes. Was, that was a great movie. Um, but yeah, so this was this was great. She basically, Burnham goes through an ethical ethical argument with the computer and finally finally psychs it out um, and uh, sciences her way out of the brig. Exactly. Uh, um, which I thought was pretty, was a nice touch. You know, it was basically, you know, it's a, eventually the computer had to ethically, you know, open a, open a, open an, open the force field, blow her out to the door and then open the door for her so that she um, doesn't die. Uh, which, um, you know, it was kind of a nice little, a little vignette in there to like, that was good. And, and, and also I just want to say that I will, for our listeners, I will put up a, uh, um, a definition of what science is on the, the blog so that yes. they aren't get lost because it's not very common these days yes. uh, that you hear about that. <laughs> well, it's kind of like The Martian. Um, uh, did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I love The Martian. It was very yeah, cool. it's like he, well, he's going to science the hell out of this. It's just like... Yeah, so Michael shows back up on the bridge. Yep. And uh, because they're at war, there's, you know, and, and no one's like, uh, get back in the brig. Plus, there's yep. no brig. Yep. So uh, essentially what has happened is Georgiou and Saru have come up with a plan to load photon torpedoes into small shuttle into a small shuttle. Yep. And uh, Georgiou decides she's going to fly it and mm-hmm. she's going to fly it into uh, their ship, set it off and uh, whatever, sacrifice her life. So yep. Michael but, shows up and says, don't do that because yeah. killing him will make him a martyr, a martyr. And that will just make things even worse. Yes. What would be better is if we could capture, capture him. him. Yes. But they don't have a way of doing that until they look outside and see that the Klingons are using tractor beams to recover their dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's when they have an idea. Ah, <laughs> so yeah. they, yeah, so they, they, uh, they decide to tra- use the transporter to put a, photon torpedo uh warhead onto one of the dead soldiers and yes. let them beam it up inside <laughs> so. yeah yep. yeah it was it was actually you know the sort of the little trojan horse plan it um yeah. you know but that, but one thing here bef- but while they're before that happens uh, th- she has a conversation with uh michael has a conversation mm-hmm. with captain georgia which is really important because you know george for the first time georgia is openly hostile and says how could i have believed in you how could you have done this Mm -hmm. and we finally get michael's explanation for her panic which was she put the safety of the crew ahead of the principles of starfleet yep yep and i think that that's a sort of a critical first sin you know Mm -hmm. that uh, that you then have to live down because that that is really what starfleet runs on principles right And that's what makes it different from every other war machine, right? Mm-hmm. Is that that it has these principles and they are strictly adhered to. Yep. yep. It also is a major failure of logic. Mm-hmm. Emotion trumped logic. Yes. Yep. So anyway, so they have their conversation. They get this idea. They're going to do it. And Capture him. Sue for peace. All this good stuff. Yeah. And then they have a really nice scene where they're, they're, they're cutting between the Klingon funeral rite and the loading of the um, photon torpedo uh, warhead in and and into the transporter room. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a great flash back and forth juxtaposition. It was just really nicely done. It really, 
Mm -hmm. You know, then you hear the talking of one side and they see the actions of the other. And it just was, you know, it was, again, I think that was really good uh, uh, directing cinematography. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I I wonder, though, um, they went through a little bit of a discussion uh, to Kuvma and, and his aides mm -hmm. about what to do about the Shenzhou. And they basically said, well, they're, they've lost, yeah. right? There's really no point in doing anything. And our, our dead soldiers are out there. They need to be picked up. So yep. rather than, you know, blow through them and go to attack the Shinsu, let's just, you know, get our soldiers and let those guys, you know, whatever, yes. be, our, be our messengers, right? Yeah, yep. That yep. was a critical error. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we um, we get the, the the warhead goes up and it gets beamed in and it cuts the head off of the snake. So yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote down. They cut the head off the snake. Yep. Yeah, it's a really great scene too. It's, yes. it's awesome. You know? Yeah. Also, the other thing too is you know is is that uh, the the warbirds are the birds of prey. Sorry, mm -hmm. I always keep saying yep. warbirds. The birds of prey are always much larger than I remember them being in the original series. Mm -hmm. I remember them being like smaller than the Enterprise. Yeah. Or but you, they're actually about the same size oh yeah, as yeah, the Enterprise. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So yeah, so um it, it was very nice scene and then the captain and Burr are off to get their prisoner. Yeah, they teleport onto the Klingon oh, ship. Right. Now that the shields are down mm -hmm. and uh, they shoot their way in, which is really cool. It's a great just a great scene. Mm -hmm. uh, but Takuvma uh, and that engineer looking guy, the yep. white the albino guy, yep. show up and attack and then that chick attacks too and there's a whole big fist fight. Yep. And uh and, and uh, yeah, it, it it's it's actually it's a pretty good it's a pretty good fight scene until the end when the captain gets skewered <laughs> yeah captain gets stabbed to death and then michael shoots uh, uh takuma in the back and yep. kills him mm -hmm. which is mission failure they just did what they had uh, not wanted to do right yep yep um and so he's dead and she's trying to get beamed out of there uh but saru keeps saying i can't beam you out if i don't have her coordinates and yep and so she's like, well, you know, she's dead. Yeah. And yep. he's, but she, he goes, you're not beaming me out with her body. Hold on. I'll, you know, I'll hold on to it. You know, yep. but, but he doesn't, but, he, you know, this is Saru, right? Yeah. His, uh, his always caution first. He beams yep. her out. Yes. And yeah, so it's, you know, we've, yeah, exactly like you say, Takuzma's death is now the cause. He's the martyr. And mm -hmm. this is going to be a problem. Yeah, and they have a death scene where his uh, number one is basically saying, you will be remembered, yep. this is, you know, your death will be the beginning of this war, all this sort of stuff, exactly what Michael said it would be, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe she should have had her face around stun. Yes. They were going there to get a captive. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that, it just, well, you know, I... And we know that the we know that from the timeline, phasers do have stun. Maybe they're mm -hmm. not clear that maybe you know Klingons need a little more uh, a little more hit than um, uh, um, than stun normally does or something. I don't know. Who knows? But I, I do I do want to say though that I loved the mechanism that they came up with in the 2009 reboot, where the the little lens at the front flips to blue. Mm -hmm. It literally physically turns around, you know, yep. and that's that's how you know you're unstunned because yep. it's like, you know, for all those series, it was always, you know, put your phasers on stun and they would just kind of move their thumb and there would nothing yep. really happen. Yes. You know, so there was no visceral feel to it, you know, yep. so that was pretty cool. But yep. anyway, yeah, so she kills him uh, and 
Uh, I just have a note here that she's very emotional for a Vulcan trainee. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then um, we uh, exit uh, the episode with the reading of the charges. And yes. then her um, plea of guilty and mm-hmm. uh, explanation that she... She makes a statement, you know, yeah. kind of a statement. It's really not a defense. It's more like a lament that, um, you know, yeah. It's I've all over up. now. It's all yeah. over. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, this is way before Picard, so this is, you know, Starfleet is still a an organization that basically runs on um, pride and nobility. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if you do something, and actually this is true of the current Navy or, you know, any, mm-hmm. any, uh, any of the of the branches of the military these for these uh, career officers, if they make one mistake in their career, they get parked in orbit. They never achieve you know higher rank and eventually just retire yep yeah well we've seen that just recently with the uh the yep. captain of the carrier getting sacked yeah. for trying to do the right thing yeah um, and it's uh it's that's also a that's a problem when you have an uninformed civilian with very little military experience being put in charge of the entire navy yes right yep. he was in he was in the navy for six years I was in the Air Force for six years, you know, 35 mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. Should I be the the Secretary of the Air Force? No. No, yeah. <laughs> no not, not at all. all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, so yeah, so um, so yeah, so she's done. She's and wrapped up, sentenced to life. And, yeah. um, and, and that's the end of the series. It's, it's sort of a sad episode. ending. Yeah. Uh, you know, not very many episodes, really only two. Uh, so, you know... <laughs> It's a. Was there? Wait, is there more? Because it yes. seems like it's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd think, but no. I do love the uh, rising from ignoble failure uh, storyline. It's one yeah. of my favorites because uh, I have a tendency to screw up pretty bad too. Yeah. And, and this was uh, this was uh, one of this was yeah. This was but not I've just never, a little screw up. This was. Serious, I've never serious. seen a show commit two episodes to the screw up yeah you know usually it's like a five minute flashback in the first episode you know Mm um like like with voyager where like these terrorists you know within the first hours become completely reclaimed by starfleet and are now officers again (laughs) it's like that's well we're done with that backstory stuff don't worry about it keep moving keep moving yeah gotta gotta keep everybody interested no this was yeah. yeah, I mean, you would think that this was that this show was about Saru. Uh, yeah, or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right, because you'd think, well, you know, Michael Burnham is done. Yep. yep. Right, but um, you know, we know that's not the case. Yeah, and, and or maybe about the captain, except she's done too. <laughs> except she's done too. Yeah, and that was oh, this was pisses me. I don't know if the if it's because Ming Na Wen doesn't like doing like full series you know uh-huh. but she always seems to just drop in long enough to improve something and then she's gone again yep well you know what she'll be back she will yes she will uh, how well i don't want to know you don't, don't, don't want to know i just <laughs> i just give you that teaser so because yeah, you like okay, her so well, much cool. i do yeah. now she was in agents of shield for yes. quite a while yes I, off and on there. Well, actually, they still have another several episodes to do. This really? Is the, yeah, they're finishing up this summer with some time time travel flashback to the 30s or something because they can't live in the future. I guess I don't know what the deal is. So I, I don't know, but I you know I I 
loved that show for about the first half of the first season and then it just started to get wonkier and wonkier and I just yeah. dropped out at the end of the first season. So. Yeah, it actually picked up a little bit in some of the later seasons, but it had some good seasons and some really bad ones. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just the way television is. I mean, I watched mm-hmm. all seven seasons of Buffy. There were probably four good ones in there. Yeah, but you so. had to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to, I'm a completist. You know? That's right. If I get hooked, if I get hooked. If I don't get hooked, then yeah, yeah I, I'll so just much. walk away in a hurry. Yep. Anyway, All right. so good, Very cool. We did that, and uh, we will talk about. I mean, do you have any other last thoughts? Nope. We nope. Sign off? Okay. I think, yeah, I think. I think. I think we're good. We've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. And let's uh, say goodbye to everybody, and thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.